Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He may be a degenerate, but he's our degenerate. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh. Crowley Show, live from Radio Row in Atlanta. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me, shirtless Tom behind the glass. Sort of. Sort of. He's wearing glasses because <laughs> his eyesight. Trying to book all these guests. It's difficult. Check them out on Twitter, at FBomber73, at BunPusher970. And please, tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Penguins and Devils tonight. Penguins have been very refreshing. Diving into them for long stretches in today's program has made me feel good. Like, I'm actually talking sports again and not just talking about crazy Antonio Brown madness. Well, joining us now to get back into the madness is our friend back in Pittsburgh, Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. What's up, Ray? What's up, Adam? How's Atlanta? Uh, Atlanta is delightful. It is uh, very warm uh, in comparison to Pittsburgh, but there's supposed to be some snow showers tonight, so... Who knows? Going to get an inch of accumulation. Uh, Ray, I want to ask you this before we get into anything else as it relates to Antonio Brown or the Steelers, how it's going to affect them on the field. Do you think the Steelers would ever give Antonio Brown and Drew Rosenhaus the ability to facilitate a trade? Uh, I don't know if I would give them uh, 100% complete control, but listen, if, if Drew Rosenhaus is able to help facilitate um, the best deal possible. In other words, if he's able to sort of work behind the scenes to get Antonio to a city, let's say like San Francisco, where he obviously wants to go, and that return ends up being the best return for the Steelers, then I don't, I don't know why the Steelers wouldn't do that, but I certainly do understand what the Steelers are doing now. They're investigating other options uh, with the other 31 teams before they um, you know, give that type of power to, to, to Drew and his, and his crew. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to the, to the idea of Drew helping to facilitate that, but, um, if you're the Steelers, you gotta be, take the best, best return possible, no matter where Antonio Brown wants to go. Ray Fittipaldo joining us on the Crowley Show. Yeah, I agree with that. A lot of fans have posted things saying, uh, you don't want him to go where he wants to go. Well, if where he wants to go is where he can get the best return, then, yeah, I think you're okay with that. You hearing anything else about what a possible return might be, right? No, and I, I, I'm sure when Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin were in Mobile last week, I'm sure those discussions heated up a little bit. I, I think it'll be the same at the Combine um, at the end of February. I, I think we're still in the very, very early stages um, of this entire process. Um, you know, I would expect as, you know, March approaches, you know, another four or five weeks from now that we'll probably have a little bit more clarity on 
on exactly what's being offered for, for AB. But, you know, right now I think the Steelers are just sort of sitting back fielding offers and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, doing their, their due diligence. Um, you know, I, I would be surprised um, if this is, you know, cleared up by Valentine's Day, to be honest with you. I would expect this to go into the combine, and, um, you know, I, I would expect something to happen maybe early March, but I think we're, we're way too early in the process to, to sort of know what, exactly what's going on right now. Ray, if AB's not here next year, how do you think Juju can function as a number one guy? Well, I think he'll function just fine as long as he has a viable number two um, opposite him. And, I, you know, I think James Washington's going to be a very good player in this league, Adam. But he didn't do enough to convince me in his rookie year that he's necessarily going to be that guy in 2019. So whether they go out and have to find a free agent um, in March or whether they have to draft a guy fairly high um, in April, I think that's something they, they need to address if he's not on the team next year. Um, you know, listen, Ryan Spitzer and Eli Rogers are okay slot receivers. You know, Vance McDonald is probably an above-average tight end. But you definitely need more than Juju on the outside. Um, you, you probably need, with James Washington not being a burner either, you probably need a fast, deep threat, somebody who's going to stretch the field um, to complete that offense. And the Steelers have been very good at drafting wide receivers, so I'd imagine that they'd look for someone in that vein in the draft this year. Ray, what do you think about James Conner as the solution at running back, as him being the number one guy as the Steelers proceed? I think he's fine. I, I don't think the Steelers miss Le'Veon Bell a whole heck of a lot. Um, certainly not in the running game. Um, you know, I, I think the only place the Steelers missed Le'Veon Bell was when they would split him up, uh, split him out, out wide or in the slot as a receiver. The Steelers didn't do too much of that. Um, with James, and when they did, they really didn't throw the ball his way. Um, but when you look at the running stats, when you look at uh, James's ability to, um, you know, catch the ball out of the backfield as, you know, as sort of like an emergency, um, you know, sort of out in the flat there, I, I think he's fine doing that. Um, now, we could sit here and debate, do the Steelers have to, you know, divide the carries more evenly between James Conner and Jalen Samuels and, Whoever the, the third string back is next year, yeah, we could have that discussion. But I think James Conner is your number one back. I think they're just fine um, with him going into, into the 2019 as that guy. You think Ramon Foster is a Pittsburgh Steeler next year? No, I don't. I, I just don't think with all their other needs, Adam, um, you just don't sign a, a 33-year-old player to, you know, it would be like a third or fourth contract with the Steelers. Um, B.J. Finney's um, ready to take over. He's six years younger. And I think people forget Matt Filer, even though he filled in very well as a tackle this year for Marcus Gilbert, I think they like him more as a guard. And, you know, the, the beauty of Matt Filer is he could play tackle or guard. So um, they really have a lot of options to replace Ramon Foster. Those guys are younger and cheaper. And I just I don't see any scenario where Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin would – you know, would bring him back right now. I just everything is working against Ramon. His age, the money he's going to make, it, everything makes sense. It's, everything points to Finney or Filer taking over that job next season. Assuming financials work out, if the Steelers had to address the cornerback position or inside linebacker in free agency, what do you think that they need to do more? You know, Adam, I, I just think given the Steelers' 
struggles drafting corners, um, really going back quite some time now, probably a decade or more, close to two decades, um, I would try to find a guy in free agency who has been successful with another team. And they were able to do that with Joe Hayden, um, you know, before the 2017 season. He's come in here and he's been really good. Um, so if they could find another guy like that, I would probably go that route. Um, they've had more success drafting inside linebackers. Ryan Shazier was a really, really good pick. Um, you know, Lawrence Timmons was a very, very good player here for a long time before, you know, he got into his early 30s. So just given their track record and, and drafting those two positions, I would say go, go out and, you know, go out and find your, your cornerback in free agency rather than the draft. Last thing here for you, Ray. When it comes to the Ben Roethlisberger extension, you think it's going to be a three-year type thing? Uh, what do you think the financials might look at look like with that? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, you know, I would say a three-year extension, take him up till he's 40 years old. And then really a lot would be up to Ben. I mean, if, if he wanted to be among the highest ranked quarterbacks in the league, I, I think, you know, he could probably force that to happen. Um, but listen, other quarterbacks like Tom Brady, um, like Drew Brees in his most recent deal, took less so they could add around those guys um, to build Super Bowl contending teams. Uh, you know, the Patriots are in the game this week. The Saints um, got to the final four and probably should be there if not for that blown call. So um, we'll have to see what happens. I would imagine it would be like around 25, 26, 27 a year. Uh, to make that happen, if he takes 28 or more, that's probably pushing the envelope towards the higher, higher end deals in the league for quarterbacks. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. It would, certainly would be nice for the Steelers um, if he would take a hometown discount this time around. Sure would. Love the stuff, Ray, as always, man. Thanks a lot for joining us. All right, Adam. Appreciate you having me on. That's Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Won't see it at the game. I mean, I'm going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're only one guy from the Post-Gazette down there. So, I mean, I'll be at the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, Ray. He'll see you at the game on TV. They will. Uh, I'm planning on making my way onto the field during the play. Uh, I don't know I don't know what that would... <laughs> do you have a pass that'll let you do that? No, well, yeah, no. to get on the sideline. But you have a sideline pass. You can't get on the field Oh, you want to get in between <laughs> the chalk. You want to get in, like, live action. I'm talking about taking my pants off and going wild at the 50-yard yeah, line. No. Streaking. No, we've got we've got a uh, guy on the show already who wears uh, is scantily clad. So who? if anybody's going to streak, it's going. to Oh be yeah, him. it's a mutt, Tom. Yeah, he's going to do it. He's halfway there. You're I didn't do it. You didn't get me past to the Super Bowl though. You just got you and Brian some. Oh my God, that's right. You're just going to be at the hotel room. Yeah, you said you couldn't afford it. So, what happens if you do streak during the Super Bowl? Do you get shot by a sniper? <laughs> I'm serious. The punishment is so much worse. Well, because James Harrison tackled that guy in Cleveland. We've seen it a couple of times in Pittsburgh where people get out onto the field. But the Super Bowl's got to be a whole different, different. It's got to be holy. It's got to be. I'm I'm pretty sure as soon as Jason Witten (laughs) misidentified you as a Hall of Famer, after that they tackle you, drag you out, and arrest you. (laughs) I think that they just tased me from behind. I was going to say, you just like, did you see somebody that you knew or? No. That wasn't even what happened. I mean, I'm looking off into the distance at a couple of ESPN employees that I can't make out from here, but they're sitting at the ESPN set. But I just totally lost my train of thought, and it came out like this. 
What if they use the streaker kind of like a snitch in, in Quidditch and Harry Potter, where like the streaker just comes out randomly in like the third quarter, and if a team can catch the streaker and put them on their sidelines, they win the game automatically. you got to catch it by the tail, though. Yeah, of course. And you have to hold it on your sidelines for 10 minutes, and it's going to try to escape. So, But if you can hold it there on the bench 10 minutes, you catch the streaker, you win the game. Shouldn't you be getting gassed right now? Yeah, what the <laughs> hell are you bringing to the table? I mean, this is horrendous. What? I think that they would think, and by they I mean the security, that you are a terroristic threat. If you run onto the field on the Super Bowl, they're going to treat that as a national security emergency. <laughs> and I'm, I'm only half kidding here. I mean, that would, that would send up some red flags, Maybe. I think. We'll have to build a wall around the field. It's not a bad idea. Mm. In fact, they actually have one. <laughs> and there are seats behind it. And that's where the spectators are expected to stay. <laughs> I don't like the idea of Ben Roethlisberger getting a three-year extension until he's 40 years old. I just don't think Ben is taking care of his body the way that Tom Brady has over the course of his career. Ben Roethlisberger looks like a guy who, if he wants it, he eats it. (laughs) And Tom Brady looks like a guy to me who, yeah, well, not ripped or anything like that. Well, he did TB12, eats avocado ice cream, and drinks 18,000 gallons of water every day. To the point where he believes, and this is insane, that if he walks out into the sun, he's not going to get a sunburn. So Tom Brady takes care of himself all the time. Ben Roethlisberger has shown up some off seasons in better shape than others, but Ben Roethlisberger being in better shape than he used to be doesn't mean Ben Roethlisberger's in good shape. Not to mention, Ben was hit so much earlier on in his career, I don't want to be tied to a quarterback for an extra year. And the way the Steelers usually do these things is they're front-loaded anyhow, and that becomes the guaranteed money, so you're not going to get hit that much on the back end. But I don't want to get hit at all on the back end. And I think with Ben Roethlisberger, you set yourself up for that. I mean, the guy led the league in interceptions this year. He played really well against New Orleans, had some other great moments, but I'm not convinced that his level of play is going to remain steady for the next three years. And I don't want to be paying him for his age 40 season if the guy sucks ass and the team goes 8-8. Eight eight. Tom's off getting guests. Coming up next... Pens, Devils, tonight! Plus, Chad Ochocinco, he sent a tweet out that missed the mark. Oh, no, again? Again. Hmm. From Radio Row, <laughs> I'm getting electrocuted. It's a Crowley show. The Adam Crowley Show. I've never felt so alive until now. On ESPN Pittsburgh, the iHeartRadio app. Shirtless Tom is about to sing in front of a bunch of people here at Radio Row. Penguins and Devils tonight. <laughs> Do they even know what they're in for? They have no clue what they're in for. I don't know what I'm in for. I'm a little <laughs> no. nervous, to be honest. I've never performed in front of an audience I like love this. the realization came across his face when he was like, oh, I'm going to do it here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. we got three games this week, too, that I'm going to have to do it here for. It's, it's getting it's late, and it's only a Monday, so the best celebrities aren't around. There's a couple lurking around here, though, and, well, you're going to be singing in front of some great don't like it. American film stars. Maybe like uh, maybe Drew Lachey can help sign you to a contract. Oh, is Drew still around? I'd love for Drew to hear I'm some sure, of my where work. Where else does Drew have Where does Drew have to go? <laughs> That's a good point. You're better than him. I wouldn't say that right now. Okay. Well, we'll Come say on. it after the song, which we'll get to in a little bit. Penguins and Devils tonight <laughs> as the Penguins are back in action. They got 34 games left. It's the stretch run. Playoff hockey right around the corner. Trade deadline at the end of February. We'll get to... What they need to do to find their identity as well in a couple of minutes. But 
Chad Ochocinco has had to play defense against the people who are ripping his relationship with Antonio Brown. And he said, for all you people who thought that me and A.B. were just friends recently, we've been working out together for the last eight years. And to that I say, Ocho, that is the problem. That is exactly what people have a problem with. No offense to you. It's that you are not a good role model. You're not a good mentor. You're not the kind of guy that you want your pro wide receiver hanging out with. You're all pro wide receiver hanging out with. Antonio Brown's the best receiver in football. Chad Ochocinco was one of the best receivers in football during his day, but that's not the guy, if I were Kevin Colbert or Mike Tomlin, that I'd want talking to my guy. If not him, though, who else? Well, maybe Terrell Owens. Oh, okay, he talks to him, too. Well, let's find a quitter. How about James Harrison? That works. Well, how about somebody else who loved themselves more than the game? Deion Sanders. Oh, okay, he hangs out with him. How about Michael Irvin? All those guys are people that Antonio Brown's hanging out with. And if you told me that he was getting counsel from them for the first time right now, it would be better news than if he was getting counsel from them for the last eight years, which is what it sounds like is happening. Tom, you ready to sing the song? I'm nervous. (laughs) Penguins and Devils tonight. Give the people of Atlanta what they want. Come over here. No, stop <laughs> it. Look who's come you over here. Out of here. I can't even look at him right now. Are this isn't even real me? life. Matthew McConaughey joining oh, us live. Wow. Shut up. In no Atlanta. Way. Dude, I love you. How'd you think that song went, Matthew? All right, all right, all right. 
Oh my god, I'm choking up right now. I thought my song was all right. Uh, and all right, all right, all right from Matthew McConaughey is like oh, God himself it. telling you that he's leaving. Oh, I'm sorry. Why doesn't anybody I stay? Should, I should have stopped talking and let Crowley ask me some have, questions. We have more questions. I think he sat down. He just wanted to talk about the shirtless guy and then get the hell out of here. I want. Oh. He liked my music, though. It's a good choked song, up. Huh? I'm getting a little choked up. Tom, it. that was one of the harder degrees of difficulty songs that you perform. David Lee Roth ain't easy to imitate. Holy crap. No. How'd I do? Good. You did all right, all right, all right. I don't care what you two have to say, honestly. What do you mean? I love it. I just care about McConaughey now. Dude, that's pretty badass. I know. The guy from the Lincoln commercials. I mean, if I were ever, ever to sleep with a man, that would would be the dude. He would be right (laughs) there. That's the dude, yeah. Uh. Well, mine would be Mike Sullivan, and he's the head coach of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And after the team lost to the (laughs) Vegas Golden Knights. Awesome segue. He said that the Penguins need to find their identity. What does this mean? Find the identity. What does it mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means. Search your inner self? I think they do need to search their inner selves. And he says it's a discipline of the mind. A discipline of the spirit. Mike Sullivan, Irish proverb. Mike Sullivan talked about the Penguins needing to reclaim their identity because the Golden Knights game showed them as a vulnerable group. The problems they had earlier on in the season, they have not all gone by the wayside. In fact, the Penguins finished 2-3 and three on that road trip. They gave up 7 goals and 23 overall. They gave up 7 goals against the Golden Knights. They have about 1,000 odd man rushes and breakaways. The Penguins, they look like the early season Pittsburgh Penguins. So when Mike Sullivan talks about discipline of the mind, discipline of the spirit, I'll break it down for you in only a way the crowd man can. Because the Penguins, before that 2-3 and three stretch, they were 15-4-0. That, to me, means the Penguins found another gear, a playoff gear. So what Sullivan means with discipline of the mind and spirit is focus on the ice. Know where you are. Know when to pinch. Know when to get back as a forward. Don't throw blind passes. Don't take bad penalties. Don't try to peak guys one on three. Have tight gaps. It's dirty. Keep your nose above the puck. Make clean changes. That's all discipline of the mind on the ice. What's he mean by discipline? I feel like I'm teaching a class. What's he mean by discipline of the spirit? It means to always keep your eyes on the goal. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Penguins did trip up a little bit on that road road stand. I don't think it is a coincidence that at the end of the road trip, they started playing poor hockey again. The break's coming. You play great hockey to get to a good spot in the standings. Then they took their foot off the gas. Discipline of the spirit means looking at each game the same way. They're 34 left. There needs to be a sense of urgency now. This is usually when the Penguins turn it on. And if you start losing ground now, you are in dire straits. If you start playing bad hockey now, you are in trouble. 34 games is not a lot. Just a couple of months of hockey left before the playoffs. If you falter now... You're going to develop bad habits for the playoffs, and you might not even make the playoffs in the first place. I bet the Penguins are disciplined both mentally and spiritually from here on out, starting against a bad Devils team tonight. 412-922-2874. Tweet me, at underscore Adam Crowley. Jamie Alexiak has been traded for a fourth-round pick, so it's nice to see that the Penguins were able to keep the receipt on that one. 
as it's the exact same deal back the other way from when the Penguins acquired Jamie Alexiak from Dallas in the first place. What's this mean? Well, Alexiak didn't have any options. Couldn't send him down a recall. I mean, have to pass through waivers. Jamie Alexiak also $2 million on the book, so you move that out. You saw recall, you can send down. Justin Schultz is on his way back to Pittsburgh. He's been working out. He's been skating before practice. He's going to play when he's healthy. We talked earlier on in the program about one of the reasons why, uh, many of the reasons why Evgeny Malkin's struggling. But I think one of the bigger reasons under-discussed is that Chris Letang, yeah, he's on the ice for 24, 25 minutes a night. But a lot of that time, he's on the ice with Sidney Crosby. Not as much with Evgeny Malkin. The Penguins need another puck-moving defenseman to help Evgeny Malkin get the puck. I don't think it's rocket science, but they don't really have that guy otherwise. Brian Dumoulin, really good defenseman. He's not that guy. Ole Mata, steadier than people think. He's not that guy. Pedersen, he's been good, but he's not that guy. They only have two of them, Chris Letang and Justin Schultz. Last year, they didn't have Letang because he was a fake Letang. And this year, they haven't had Justin Schultz since game four of the regular season. If Justin Schultz comes back, fits in the lineup, and plays the way he's capable of, then Evgeny Malkin is going to, I think, prosper a little bit from it. Evgeny Malkin has seven even-strength goals this year. Seven. Been very good on the power play. In fact, he's a point-of-game player this year, and it's because largely of what he's done on the power play. But that's whenever you're playing with a lot of great players. Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, or Patrick Hornquist. You've got Phil Kessel. You've got Chris Letang. He's had a cast of characters revolving on his left wing this season. Brian Rust is going to be tried there tonight. I don't love Brian on the left, although more so maybe than Dominic Simone, who was the guy who was playing on Evgeny Malkin's left wing. You got to do something to get Gino going, but it's no surprise to me that he hasn't played well because there's been a lot of different line mates and you haven't had Justin Schultz. Let's see if the Penguins can make something work with Brian Rust. I'm not optimistic. I do think Gino will get better when Schultz comes in. 412-922-2874. Talking hockey from Radio Row in Atlanta. What's up, Tom? I was just thinking people are looking at us weird now for the shirtless guy and the amount of hockey talk. That okay, we're so that's Bowl. what I wanted to get to. Is there too much hockey talk for Radio Row in Atlanta? I love the hockey talk. Don't get me I'm wrong. Sorry, like, their hockey teams aren't relevant. And we're broadcasting back to Pittsburgh. It's not like we're broadcasting to Atlanta right now. So no, we're people we're doing in Pittsburgh right. want to know about the Penguins. I'm sorry, guys. I'm All sorry these that guys our, can, these guys can kiss it. Yeah, kiss it. Whoa. Sorry, I keep trying to attack people. Yeah, it's well, we're we're fighting for our lives in here. It's tight. It's 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 crammed up. There's every Yahoo and radios out here. Everybody's got the same damn table skirt. Walking around with their phones up. Basically the same damn logo on it. And my God, some of these people have bellies. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. For what? Clinton Portis says he shot Hennessy before NFL games for pay management. Who's talking Hennessey? about my belly? Who's Hennessy? And who is Hennessy? Are you talking about my belly, one, and two, who is Hennessy? It was son of a bitch. It wasn't graceful by me, and Hennessy is liqueur. And just take the edge off, right? It's not I a PED. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's not a PED. 
I'm also for PEDs. I mean, I am, but they're illegal. But I don't think Jameson is on the listed bans. No, or me neither. It, yeah, I don't think that's he, a I PDD, think, right? Yeah, it's a performance dehancing drug. Oh, I don't know about that, Tommy boy. You don't think? I mean, it give you this false sense of confidence, but your coordination is coming out the window. It's a PFTD, performance fun time drug. <laughs> they're booing you over there. <laughs> 104.5, the game from Nashville is boring you, uh, booing you from two booths over. Yeah, I think uh, 860, the sport is too. Coming up next, why you shouldn't hate Tom Brady. Hottest take of the day. Three stars of the show. We've killed other crap at DSPN Pittsburgh. Live from Atlanta. He wouldn't shut up, so we gave him a talk show. Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those cats were fast as lightning. Wrapping things up from Radio Road Day One here in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, I'm straight now. How did you not know that? I thought it was Arkansas. Where did you think we were? You thought we were in Arkansas. That's not the worst thing. I guess we could. You could have thought we were in like Montana. Or something. It doesn't matter. We got microphones. I know where I am. I'm in Atlanta. I had talking to a microphone about the Penguins and the Steelers and assorted other sports goodies. I am good at that. I will continue to do that. And it doesn't matter about geography. Who cares? I don't. Had some great guests today. We have McConaughey. Larry yep. David, Alec Baldwin left us a nice message. I mean, Larry David, one of our personal idols. It was it was really surreal to see him. Yeah, that was neat. To give some time to the show. He looks good. Right. 71 years old now. Don't know why you keep saying that. Like you Because he's him to 71 years old right? now. He keeps in shape. I mean, men only live so long. Women only live so long, but they live so longer than men. <laughs> they do. We should have a few women on while we're here then. Yeah, before we croak. <laughs> we'll get to the hottest take of the day coming up in a couple of minutes. Three stars of the show after that. Other crap is dead. That's okay. We'll bury it. Six feet under. Cremate it, too. Goodbye. See ya. Dead and gone. Dead and gone. The way a lot of people want Tom Brady to be. They wish Tom Brady was dead. They wish he was gone. They wish he wasn't quarterbacking the Patriots. Any more championships. And I get it to an extent. There's a jealousy factor. But I don't think that Penguins fans who are Steelers fans and Steelers fans who are Penguins fans, Pittsburgh fans, understand the irony of if you dislike Tom Brady, you're kind of disliking Sidney Crosby from an athletic standpoint and from a good look standpoint. They're different in a lot of ways, too. Sidney Crosby's private life remains private. I have no idea who he's dating. You don't really know where he goes, where he frequents. He goes back to Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia. You don't really hear much else about Sidney Crosby. Tom Brady, on the other hand, he sells Rolexes. He's married to Giselle Bundchen. All of his dirty laundry has been aired out in public. So they're different in that regard. But Tom Brady's got that sexy little chin crack. Women love that. They love the chin crack. They do? They love it. I didn't know that. Big, 
fan to the chin dimple. So Big turn on. Bill O'Brien is doing pretty well then. Yeah, I mean, it can accentuate a good jawline. Okay, okay. If it's not a make or break thing though. Right. Gotcha. Just because you have a chin dimple doesn't make you attractive, but if you're attractive and have the chin dimple, it's like end of the world stuff. I mean, it is ball game. It's Giselle's going to sleep with you kind of good looks, okay? So there's a difference between the two of them there. But Sidney Crosby's attractive. Tom Brady's attractive. And they both won a lot. They're both seen as golden boys who get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to calls from the league, even though I don't necessarily agree that either of them do. They've both been beneficiaries of some calls. But Sidney Crosby got his head bashed in by Victor Hedman not long after getting his head bashed in by David Steckel, and the league did nothing to protect him. And the headshot rules in the National Hockey League are followed so inconsistently that he's still not getting protected this to this day. Whereas Tom Brady, yes, he gets protected by the rules because quarterbacks overall are protected. But Tom Brady also got in trouble for Deflategate, and that was flimsy at best. But what it really boils down to, to me, for these guys, is an aura. Tom Brady is going to his ninth Super Bowl. That is ridiculous. Sidney Crosby has gone to four Stanley Cup championships. Four. He's won three out of four. He's been to a conference final again. So five times in his career, Sidney Crosby's at least gone to the conference final. Tom Brady in his career 13 times has gone to the conference final. These guys are seen as the Golden Boys. They're also both competing against significantly younger players who right now are more talented than really any players we've ever seen before. Look, Mario Lemieux might be the most talented player anybody's ever seen. Wayne Gretzky had the best career anybody's ever seen. But have you seen the way Connor McDavid can skate with the puck? He's the fastest player I've ever seen skate with the puck. Austin Matthews, his quick release. Patrick Laine, his quick release. There are so many damn good young players in the National Hockey League. Nathan McKinnon, that... Sidney Crosby's got to be on his P's and Q's even to keep up with these guys. And he has. He's ninth in the league in scoring, if a, if you go by points per game. Sidney Crosby's got 43 even-strength points this year. He's also been good on the power play. Sidney Crosby's keeping up in a league where it's designed for young players, really, to have success. Now, Sidney Crosby had the most success he ever did, had in terms of points whenever he was young. His second season put up 120. That's what the league's designed for. Young players come in, and their speed and their freshness, it helps them against the guys who've been around for a long period of time. Tom Brady's dealing with the same thing. He's facing Patrick Mahomes in a championship game. Andrew Luck is back and playing good football. Deshaun Watson's now come into the fold and is a good player. Carson Wentz has come into the fold and is a good player. Jared Goff, who is going to be playing in the Super Bowl, is a good young quarterback. There are quarterbacks around the league that can spin the ball better than Tom Brady can spin it right now. Players around the league that's arm talent is better than Brady's arm talent right now, but Brady's smarter than them. Brady gets by with guile. Sidney Crosby's not 40 years old. Tom Brady's 41. Patrick Mahomes is 23. Sidney Crosby's 31 and Connor McDavid is 22 years old. So there's still a gap there. Sidney Crosby still has a lot of his physical attributes 
but the league around him has gotten faster, and yet Sidney Crosby's still having success at a 200-foot level, unlike we've really ever seen Sidney Crosby have success before. And that's saying something because Sidney Crosby's damn good 200-foot hockey player. The similarities run deep, but to me, it's the expectation, the aura around them that makes them unique to their own sport and makes them similar to one another. Where every time Tom Brady takes the field, you think he's going to win. Every time Sidney Crosby takes the ice and there are stakes, Sidney Crosby seems to deliver. So if you think you hate Tom Brady, maybe you should think again. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. I'm not complaining about winter. Because last week I said complaining about winter is a weak thing to do. I am going to, however, complain that I didn't get to experience winter this weekend. Our buddy Wesley Euler, he works for Steelers Nation Radio. He's filled in. He filled in for me last Monday. Really good dude. He texts me, Crowley, there's a frozen lake behind my house. Come on out. Play some hockey. Let's have some fun. Well, I couldn't. Why? Because I got two damn houses and crap needs to get fixed with both of them. And I don't have any mother bleeping time anymore. This was, of course, before we flew out to Atlanta for the Super Bowl. My life's in ruins. Uh, I had to go to the Super Bowl. Hey, play play hockey. Hockey. First of all, Wes telling you that he has a pond in his backyard that he wants you to skate on. Sounds like you're going to fall through that ice, my friend. Are we sure that that's frozen solid? I enough? said it's a lake. I didn't say backyard. Even I said it's worse. behind his house. And you know what? It's totally fine. Okay. You're going to have Gordon Bombay drive a li- uh, limousine across that ice? Make sure it's it holds? or We already did that. Okay. No, I'm just upset because I couldn't do it this you had weekend. Leave. You had to fly down here? Well, first I had home stuff to do and then I had to fly out to Atlanta and I missed it. And if there's only there's only one good thing about winter. Two good things. There's three good things about winter. Four. Five. There's at least seven good things about winter. I could probably get to ten. I yeah. think so too. My but top twenty is I've thought about it a lot. One of them though is playing pond hockey. So it is a pond. It's a lake, but you call it pond hockey. Pool pond. And I missed the it's a first pool. I it's missed an pool. I missed I missed the first opportunity. That was the hottest take of the day. wasn't wasn't so hot. It's kind of cold. <laughs> it's time for the three stars. Loser of the show. <laughs> I mean, really, you're gonna hurt yourself on a pond. I very you, well you, might. One of three things is gonna happen. You're you're blowing out an MCL. You're going to fall in the water, or you're gonna knock yourself out. You know what though, Brian? I'd at least like to have the opportunity. Hey, buddy. Whatever. It's good. If you need help with anything, let me know. I will. I'll come visit. Thank you. First, third, first. What's third star? First, we do the third star. Yeah. Tonight's third star of the show. Chanting your way to the Super Bowl. We're still here. We'll, we're still here as in we're alive. <laughs> we, we've not been shuffled off this mortal coil. I mean, what the hell is it? We're still here. Actually, what was, wasn't was shown in that clip, the next chant that followed was, Let's board the plane. Let's board the plane. <laughs> and then right after that, let's take off. Let's take off. We're in the air. We're in the air. Where is the drink service? Where is the drink service? We're over South Carolina. We're over South Carolina. It's time to land. 
It's time to land. Flaps down. Flaps down. We're in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. Second star. A loud star. Jeez. This must be a good one. Supernova. Second. Second star. Tonight, second star of the show, Radio Row Guests. So wait a second. Can I just break this down real quick now? The options that I've been given are Bill Romanowski, whose neck is bulging to the point where he's not going to be able to fit with the other three of us. No, it could be a fake neck, too. Need to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> There's Jermaine Finley or Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finley. Whatever. <laughs> best known. Definitely not getting him now. Best known for being the 15th best receiver <laughs> ever to work with Brett Favre and hey, Aaron Rodgers. Whoa. That's top 20. Or Nick Lachey's brother. Drew. Drew Lachey and Donnie Wahlberg. It's a package. I want to find out what makes that guy tick. How the hell did he hit the lottery? First off. And tonight's first star of the show, live from Radio Row in Atlanta, the creator of Seinfeld, Larry David. It seems like he's being pretty quick. Actually, here he is. Here, here okay. comes Larry yeah. David. Get yeah. You got a headset? Real quick, Larry. You want to say here, something here, here, real here, quick? Larry, here you go. Yeah, how do you feel today? Pretty, 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 Why? pretty good. You got anything else for us, Larry? Larry. No? Larry. Oh, he's walking away. Okay. He's got right, a lot of stuff to do. At least we got Larry David for, wow. for a second there. Not bad. It's a good get, Tom. Accounts? Does it get? Uh, yeah, one for one. All right. Well, one for, I don't know how many he's tried. I don't even know if he realized <laughs> what was going on there. I don't even know if he knew we were a show. I just think he assumed we were fans, and he just delivered his go-to line just to keep it moving. I don't think he realized what was happening there. Who let the dogs out? It's been really fun. Who let the Four more days of broadcasting yeah, and then started, two more buddy. here in Atlanta. Yeah, what do you mean? It's been really fun. It is really fun, and it's going to keep being fun. Guys, we got the Rams media day coming up here at 7. Like five minutes, we got to get over We got to hurry up. I'm not going over there. What? Dude, you got to go. We have to go. No, I have to spend time arguing with Twitter trolls. Dude, Pittsburgh Private Jet paid a lot of money for us to be down here. You got to go. Pittsburgh Private Jet, yes. Thank you very much for letting us get down here to Arkansas. Uh, for Georgia. What are you talking about? We're in Georgia. Oh, I forgot. I learned something today. Hey, maybe we all learned something today. See you at the game. Talk to you tomorrow from Atlanta.